I-C-K-B-A-C-K, the kickback. We live in effect with Reek Reek, Bree Bree, and your boy E-B. Let's have fun. What's good, Kickback family? It's another week, and you are listening to three of your favorite people. If we are not three of your favorite people, we would encourage you to reevaluate your top mm-hmm. list. Um, and if we still don't make the cut, just know that it's nothing love. It's nothing but love coming from the Kickback fam to you and yours. Um, at the time of this recording, I don't know whatever perfection is in your mind. I would say that is where I'm at as today. At the time of this recording, I am celebrating year four, not one, not Ooh, two, not three, but year four <laughs> of marriage. And this year have been a hoop from. Um, it's a lot of different things that happen, but from. Um, a knee surgery after an injury to closing on a home and moving into that home, having um, our first child to what else happened this year? Um, I feel like, oh, I guess you can say kind of like a new job. Um, True. Dang, I forgot about nursing school. Like, it's just a lot um, celebrating the 30th. Like, yeah, it's just so much has happened. Um, in this year four of marriage where God has just truly been blessing um, me and mine. And so that's where I'm at. And if I had a song, and I think I've said this song before on the pod, um, and it's not necessarily like a recommender, like, hey, go listen to it. It's just certain lines on it from an artist that I appreciate. Some people know him as Beyonce's husband. Some people know him as Sean Carter. Some people know him as Jay-Z. Um, but the great philosopher Sean Carter once said, I ain't going to nobody nothing if me and my wife beef him. I don't care if the house on fire, I'm dying. He says something, I ain't leaving. Tata, take care of my kids after he done grieving. If y'all don't understand that, we ain't meant to be friends. And I know some people are like, what does that even mean? And um, <laughs> it's actually funny to me because this line or this bar was for one of his, I guess you could say like his little homie. Um, it was a bar that was shout out to Kanye. That's who mm-hmm. it was for. And that entire, that song, oh, or at least that portion of it was for Kanye. And just recently, it was so funny Um, just watching one of Kanye kids tell, I want to say it was North, but don't quote me on that. But one of his kids told mom, their mom that, Basically, I appreciate dad because he has it all figured out. He doesn't need a chef or a nanny. He's always there and he can cook. And I was like mm-hmm. flabbergasted because she shared that information, not him or whatever. But I know if Con- if it would have came out the other way where well, Kanye would have said that, everybody would have been bashing him. And it's just so funny how we do certain things um, or how we say, because I know it would have been like, well, she has the money for it. Well, that's a convenience or that's the life of, in my mind, some probably would say that's the life of being a single mother. Um, as if at times he's not a single father. I don't know their dynamics. I don't know what they do. Um, but it was just funny that, you know, comes out of the child's mind. So that's my song. That's the reason why I gave you all that bar. And I am feeling good and great. And today's, I guess, because Sabrina said I should start doing it. Today's father, um, I guess I'll say father findings or father. Oh, I like it. I call it. Mm-hmm. But father's finding is, whew, this is a, a, a different one. Not hard, not crazy. <laughs> but it's like kids, or at least my experience so far in my six weeks or so, has been like, he is way too smart for his own good. Oh, dang. Oh, and I say right. that at an early age, um, of course, most times, like, he's literally only crying when he needs a diaper change or when he's hungry and he wants to eat um, on his mom's boob. But literally, like, I will, like, you know, we'll try, like, a little, we just started, we j- just introduced a pacifier this week. But I'll try, of course, with clean hands, I'll try to put, a, like, a thumb in there or something just to calm him down. Doesn't necessarily work that well. Pacifier kind of works. Um, but then just, like, mess with his mouth. But literally, like, he get him in front of his mom eyes lights up as if Aww. I don't know he just won a million dollars on a powerball or something um and then he, like as if he knows what's coming and then I just think about that like how we how we um sometimes as adults or as teenagers or as young adults or as kids I don't know who all into the pot but we're the same way just do you ever think about it like when you're sitting at a restaurant and then that waiter or waitress server whoever <laughs> brings your food and your eyes just light up like <laughs> yay um especially if you're sometimes eating out with people who not necessarily you got beef with but you it's like the conversation is going stale and it was like okay the food need to hurry become so we don't have to make this small talk because we're kind of forcing this um whether that's with other 
in-laws, whether that's with other friends or other groups that you're a part of, whether that's with the work squad, like however that be, it was like, I'm only here because I kind of have to be here, but I love the comfort of my home or I love being with just my people. So um, that's my father finding for us this week, how even at an early age, our eyes light up when food um, <laughs> food comes to the, comes in your presence. Sharika, Sabrina, which I got for the people. How y'all feeling? What's y'all tip like? Wow. Um, shout out to God for making us the way he did. And that I'm just like so impressed that our bodies can sustain a human being for that many years. Like that's his food from his mother. I absolutely love it. That's great. Um, I'm feeling happy. If I had a song just for the pod, it would be reunited and it feels so good because we have Evie back on. And I just love the energy when it's, you know, the original three. Love it. Um, Shout out to my sister who was a special guest last week. I love that energy too. Probably going to be one of my favorite episodes. So my vibe in life is the Brady Brunch. Y'all remember that show? Mm-hmm. I didn't really Absolutely. watch it daily. Like it wasn't like TGIF. That was like everything when I was a kid. But I do remember watching the Brady Bunch and just thinking it was cool because there was my mom. She came with Nina and I and she met my dad who raised us and we had my two brothers. So I was like, you know what? This show is speaking to real life. This is like my family. And now that we had my perfect niece and nephew who have been adopted into our family, I'm like, um, to this one day, this lady met these children, not a fellow, and they knew it was more mm-hmm. than a hunch Aww. that this group must somehow form a family. That's why we all became the Borum Bunch, because their last name is now Borum. And I just love it when we're walking around town and it's just us and the kids and people are looking at us like, okay, who's this white man? Who's the white kids? How does it all fit together? It's like, don't worry about it. Mind your own. This is family ever after over here. We're our own little Brady Bunch, and it's great. Um, Shout out to the judge. I was telling Sharika and Nina last week, i never really been inside of a court for a real procedure, and the judge was so kind, and we got to see an adoption before ours. It was an adult adoption, which is wild, because I thought people mm-hmm. can get adopted as adults. Y'all, I witnessed it with my own two eyes. You can be over 18. This man had been married to his wife for six years the girl was like 19 or 20 and uh the judge was like first up we have an adult adoption so i don't know what that blind side crew was on because you can definitely get adopted at any age i learned that brought tears to my eyes just seeing that man and the way the judge was talking to him and the man being like i want her to have everything that i have and i want her to be able to get an inheritance and i love her mom and she's been my girl for all this long so that was beautiful and when it was our turn the judge he let my niece and nephew like come up to the stand he was like you hold the gavel i didn't even know they had a bell but there's a little bell that my niece got to ring and then he was like everybody here in support of Nina today come up like they let us take pictures and it was just a grand old time that moved me to tears so I'm feeling very happy Brady Bunch vibes if I had a temp I don't know I complain about Florida but it's been feeling really good outside (laughs) I'm loving the Florida fall so I don't even know what the temperature is today outside that's my vibe maybe a uh, what is it like 70 and um it's just good times very good time to get married eb shout out to you and judith beautiful four years and i pray you have forever more definitely, definitely. um how are you feeling today friend i'm doing good i'm doing good my temp is hmm what is my temp my temp is 83 um y'all i just i've had a busy week but i feel like this was my last busy week, and then hopefully for the rest of the year, things will be a little slower paced and back down, so I'm excited about that. Um, I ain't really got nothing much going on in my life, just the same old, same old working, living, surviving, and um, my song is um, um, by Jay-Z, Evie, you know, brought him to my mind. I watched his little interview the other day. I love, you know, guys, I love Jay-Z and <laughs> I, I'm i not laughing because I, I used to feel this way and I felt this way very strong. People think Jay-Z looked ugly or looks ugly. I didn't think that. I thought he was attractive, but I was looking at him in that interview. I'm like, he is getting old. I mean, we all getting old. I'm getting old, but I'm like, dang, Jay-Z, you're getting old. 
That made me a little sad. Also, he talked about his kids wanting him to cut his hair, and I was uh, didn't want him to cut his hair. He said he wants to cut his hair. His kids are like, no. I'm like, don't listen to them kids. They don't know what they talk about. <laughs> cut that hair because it looks a mess. But I still do love Jay-Z very much. And my song for today is on to the next one because I'm ready to be on to the next one. Amen. Well, uh, speaking of on to the next one, I guess we'll just dive right into the hot topics. Oh, but Sabrina, before we do, Sharika, you mentioned a busy season and we Mm -hmm. know that you were out of town for work earlier last month, but we never Mm -hmm. checked back in. What was the vibe? I know it was a different type of conference. Did you get to network? We know you don't drink and a lot of people network at the bar. So were you there with your (laughs) Shirley Temple? Like, you never gave us like, you know, a little check in. How was it? So it was good. I was, um, uh, I'm going to say this. I don't know if it's 100% true, but I'm going to claim it. Like Sherm is like, basically, I will say the national HR like um, society. I don't know if that's true or not, but basically they're very well known. And um, they were hosting a conference in Georgia. And um, so you guys know I work in HR. So I went to the conference. The conference was focused on recruitment and retention, which is what I do. So I learned a lot. I did network some. Um, I didn't have any, you know, they had a little bar situation. I probably had water or nothing. I think I was just walking around talking. Oh, one thing I will say about networking, I was a little nervous because I was like, I don't really network. And especially this is, you know, not the organization I work for. So I'm like, I knew I wasn't going to really know anybody. There was one other coworker that I that I knew that was going to be there, but that was the only person I knew. So I was like, how am I going to network? I don't even know what to do. But you know what I did do? I went back to the roots. I saw my sisters and I saw the black ladies. I said, you know what? Those are my people. I'll go talk to them. So when I see in a group of black ladies, you know that you just, you just, there's a, there's a, you know, just the connection you got with your people, whether you know them or don't. And so, you know, I connected with, with some, so that was really nice. And that was really fun. Um, Oh, I want to bring this up because now we're talking about this. And, um, you know, when you see black people, we were, so I was at this conference, our friend Flo, shout out to Flo. We love you, girl. She was texting us about basically, um, I don't know, something we referenced on the podcast and she was telling us about an experience she had. She was in the hotel hotel because she too was away at a work situation. And she was talking, she saw another black woman and they were like, yes, they were connecting. And she's basically said as they were talking, a, a woman of the Caucasian descent, you know, they were at breakfast and she basically was asking them for like, hey, um, can you get me a utensil? And she was like, uh, we don't work here. That very same day, she was telling us this. And that very same morning, 30 minutes, not 30 minutes before, that same thing happened to me. I was at the hotel downstairs getting breakfast right before I was getting ready to leave for the conference. Before, So I actually went down early. I was still in like, I put on sweats. So I was going to go back up, get ready for work for the conference but I was running down to get my breakfast. I'm over there gathering my stuff. This lady was like, thank you so much for what you do. And I was like, girl, I don't work here. I didn't hit it with the girl, but I just looked at her like, I don't work here. And I'm like, I have on a black t-shirt, sweatpants. I'm like, what about this says work attire? Or is it just the black skin that says worker? I don't know. But anyway, I was just, I was just like, wow, people be peopling. But anyway, that was a really random aside, but that just brought to my mind when we we're talking about that conference, but it was really good. And I had a great time. And that was that. <laughs> um, Evie, have you ever been mistaken for working at an establishment that you absolutely did not work at? Yeah, definitely. Um, on more <laughs> cases than one. And sometimes it's literally, I think it's the same way from like, just, I don't know, just being helpful. You find yourself just getting caught up. I guess you can say catching strays, but like it's times where I'm in the group. Like even it didn't happen yesterday, but it almost happened. But I think the person just realized what I was doing. Um, but I'm saying here just organizing drinks in um, at a local Publix just because they literally just all out of order. And it just literally was driving me crazy. And I'm like, I know somebody got to come back and do this or whatever. And then, um, I was like, oh, can you 
It's like, oh, never mind. You don't work here either. Like that. And then, I, like, so he just stopped himself. But I'm saying, here like, come on, bro. Like, and I don't know if it, maybe but it was because I was working. To be fair, you were working. <laughs> you were, you were an unpaid worker. You hey, were that's... a paid worker, a volunteer. <laughs> I'm volunteering at my local Publix. I love Publix. Stop <laughs> at your local Publix. Go get a pups up. Tell them that I sent you. It's not going to get you a discount or anything, but it just sounds good when you just say EB sent me. Um, you know, I'm going to start doing that just random places. Like when I go to the Double Tree to get one of those cookies, even though I'm not staying there, I'm like, EB said that I should come down here and ask for a cookie. EB sent <laughs> me. Because people don't be knowing people. And I wonder how much weight it could really hold if I just start being like, EB sent me to X, Y, and Z. Definitely. It was the other day. Um, I forgot. Hey, I, like, don't don't quote me on this exactly, but it was a pastor. Um, just because some people just be getting caught literally. It like the pastor was like, Hey, next week, um, I'm going to preach on the book of, and then he said the book, like just for example, he said he was gonna preach on the book of Mark or whatever. And he said, Next week, what I want you guys to do is to read, <clears throat> like, I don't know what whatever chapter it ends with, he went over one. Like, say if Mark has 16 chapters, he said, read Mark 17. Or whatnot. And then so the following week they came and he was like, So how many of you guys did what I asked you guys to do to read Mark 17? And he was like, more than half of his congregation raised their hand. And he was like, There is no Mark 17. Today's sermon is online. Mm. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> and so you have those moments where like you might go and somebody be like, Oh, tell him I said hey. And it's like, see, E B didn't even tell me that. You don't even know E B. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, why, I love it. Why are we it. doing this? <laughs> um, well, Sharika, we're Speaking glad. Speaking of lying. Oh, wait, who lied? No, I was about, oh, I, was about, I thought we were about to dive into um, the, the, the uh. DJ. We definitely are. Um, I just wanted to say to Sharika, I'm glad you had a good time. Evie, I found out last week that Sharika and my sister were in a sorority that they founded for um, pretty brown skin girls who are ordained ministers uh they're working on their scroll, their colors and their call they even had their first trip it was in philadelphia this was news to me let's <laughs> go so when sharika talked about connecting with those women who look like her i'm like is she recruiting for her sorority like i need more details <laughs> um, oh my goodness coloring <laughs> calling what's the name oh I and they were the p pretty pbgs right sharika and they took a trip there was like six of them okay, okay so let me tell you the whole thing so <laughs> i was not i wanted i didn't want to correct me i was not a founding member i was a second like second line oh, <laughs> okay okay her, her session started and we were right behind them so we got, you know, we got brought in. Mind you, there was no initiation other than you're brown and you're a girl and you're here and we're together. <laughs> but so y'all didn't get hazed? Nope, no hazing. Um, and so we just, we, we, we did go on a trip. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but we did go to Philadelphia. And yeah, that was it. That was it. All right, but so. I, but I you made it more juicier than it sh than it was, and you know what? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Maybe we do need to. We got to step this up. Honestly, I can think of some members that would have been dope. Doctor Platt, um, our current pastor's wife, like y'all could have. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, a Denzel's wife, like it could be a thing. Uh, but we'll circle we got, back. We gotta, to yeah, that. <laughs> you know what? We might need to. You're right. You're right, friend. We might need to bring that back because it was a good time. And and the support of the sisterhood is always amazing. Exactly. And you know what? I did always want to be in a sorority and I forgot I was in a group. You can go back and be like, I wasn't an original, but I want to start it back for those of you who are still in. And I can provide the true support because I don't have the fear of the general nobody. Nobody moving me nowhere. So. <laughs> that is, that is um, facts. I know we keep trying to segue, but this time it really is a segue. Speaking of people going places and doing things, EB, what is going on with the Breakfast Club and DJ Envy? So I wasn't like an avid listener until EB started sending me clips. Every once in a while, Sharika would reference it. Honestly, they keep me hip on what's going on in pop culture. But I really started to be fond of those three hosts. And then when me Angela too. Yee left, I, you know, I've become fond of 
Jess hilarious. I know they changed her out, but she's my favorite one. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh no, are the scammers scamming? Evie, what's going on? Yeah, so of course, like anything, right? There's always, um, as some would say, three sides to a, tr- a story. The right mm-hmm. side, the left side, and whatever you want to believe. Or for, as some would say, the truth, right? But sometimes I never really appreciate, I always said whatever you want to believe because I never appreciated the right side, and the left side, and the truth because one of the sides could actually be telling the truth and the other person could just be lying. So that's the only reason I say right side, left side, and um, the truth or what, or yeah, whatever you want to believe, I guess. But you have DJ Envy, as some will know him as Rashawn Casey, because some people don't know him as DJ Envy. And I say some people because mm-hmm. those who are his business partners or those who are seeing his name on um, either checks or invoices or things of that nature, that's what they see. They don't see DJ Envy or whatnot. They mm-hmm. see the government name. Um, him and a guy by the name of Cesar Pena, um, basically, like, well, let me take it back. Cesar Pena is known to be working with a lot of top artists in the music industry. And then from there, a lot of other celebrities who have just a lot of cash flow. And they basically would just flip houses. So they would go down to, um, I think one of the areas was Patterson, New Jersey, but like just run down neighborhoods and then basically get the house, rehab it, and then flip it. And you're talking about buying a house, 40, 50,000, selling it for 150, 200. And from my understanding, mm-hmm. um, he basically took on more than he could um, bargain, where a lot of people were just sending him money, sending him money, sending him money. Then he got to a point where those individuals weren't, of course, having ownership of properties and or seeing any income coming back from him. Now, where DJ Envy comes in is because DJ Envy or Rashawn Casey has had several times where they would host basically these big pop-ups or these conferences or these seminars on educating mm-hmm. people on what it looks like to flip houses. And then also, um, while he's a, um, I guess I'll say a breakfast club ho- host or whatnot, but also under the iHeart Radio umbrella, he would promote what they do on the radio station. So mm-hmm. that kind of what some would say gave a sense of credibility to what was going on. Now, I do believe this is a personal opinion. I don't have all the facts or all the details outside of what been laid out by the government or law enforcement or judges and attorneys and stuff like that. Um, I feel every person, every person who's listening to this or every person who knows other people, anytime you engage in any type of business with someone, I would encourage you to do your homework, do your due diligence. Um, from reading some of the scam, the real estate scam allegation that they have had, from my understanding, some of these people were giving cash, like, hey, here's 100000 And he would get the money. He has in um, C's opinion, he would get the money, but he wouldn't count it in front of them. And like, it's certain things that would be a red flag to me. Um, one, I'm not, it's not just handing over cash. Like when I say, hey, I can wire you this money. And this is talking about like regular everyday people from the neighborhood on top of celebrities as well. So it's just like when you start seeing business transactions um, don't follow the protocol of the masses, and I'm not a big proponent of just following what everybody else does, but it's like, then that will give me some form of skepticism. And recently, if I'm not mistaken, um, law enforcement agents or the FBI or whoever, they raided iHeartRadio or the Breakfast Club Studios or whatnot, um, grab like laptops and devices and stuff like that just trying to get some form of intel or i guess communication between dj Envy and his um former business partner um and now that is why i heart is getting somewhat of the blame or legal action um in these things i'm not a attorney or or a person who could encourage you on what to do but i would say some of these people have failed themselves because some of them have seek, sought legal action um, before going after iHeart. Um, and now it's causing issues for them to try to recourse any form of damages or settlements with the radio station because that wasn't in their initial suit. And because of the way certain states and law proceedings work, it just it ain't no double dipping of like, oh, never mind. I don't want this case anymore. I want to drop this. Let me go file a new one because now other people have already you know, filed. And now some people are, from what I understand are doing like a class action. I would say, if you ever have a problem with anybody or their entity, go for the top of the snake at the beginning. Don't middle, don't mess around with the little stuff at the bottom. You go for the head of the snake at the beginning and let everything else fall as best as possible. So that's somewhat of the quick gist of what's going on. Um, but yeah, Sharika, anything you want to add or Sabrina? No, I mean, I, that's kind of what I, um, 
that's what I kind of heard too. The thing I also want to encourage people to do as well is, you know, I don't know if what references Caesar came with. I don't know how much of a background check, you know, DJ Envy did prior to working with him. I don't know if it was like, you know, somebody was like, hey, this is my boy. He does this. And then, you know, they, you know, got together. I don't know. But, you know, you got to check your people because now you're responsible for. And he, um, DJ Envy says that he did not take any money. He doesn't need other people's money. And he was not aware of what was going on. But at the end of the day, when you're, especially when you're the bigger name, people don't really care how much you knew, didn't know, you know, just like they're going after iHeart, whether, you know, iHeart probably had nothing to do with it. But as you said, they let him promote that on their station. So now they're liable. So, you know, and maybe DJ MB really didn't know and he didn't, wasn't a part of it. But when you're the bigger name, you you go down with the ship or the you are the ship that's going down and so or people go after you because they're liable to get more from you than they are from whoever may be the person that might have actually did the thing that was wrong i don't know if he did know didn't know i don't know but i did like dj mb and i still do and i hope he didn't do the things and i hope he didn't know but i don't know that's yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. It on the surface, I just didn't understand what the problem was because it sounds great. Flipping houses, I've heard, is one of the quickest ways if you want to like mm-hmm. build wealth through real estate, and then to be helping other people learn how to do that. That sounds great. It's the mm-hmm. other stuff that's just so in the gray, and it sucks because I can see. I mean, I could see myself falling into something like that. Like, oh, this neighborhood's doing something great. Sabrina, can you want to get in? Do you want to help other people? Sure. And sometimes you don't know all the details of the program that you're Mm -hmm. helping with. So that's like from um, a lot of things in life, I try to instead of coming with like a a heart of judgment, I come with a curiosity and like, what can I learn from what this person is going through? What I'm learning is don't get involved in anything unless you know every detail. You have to, because Mm -hmm. when something like this happens, you don't want to be caught up like, well, I just knew my part. And it's like, no, 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 no. And then I always wonder, like, you look guilty when you do certain things, right? And I heard one podcast that was discussing how DJ Envy's wife was deleting photos of the gifts he's given her over the years. But it's like, girl... It, when it comes to something like this, the feds and the government, it, they can get that stuff. If y'all think you can delete something off Instagram and it's just gone, like, no. And if you're not guilty, why are you deleting? Did y'all hear about time, that? I didn't hear that. But by the time you're going to delete it, they've already seen what they needed to see. Like, by the t- like, you're, like I think the feds usually be 10 steps. Ahead. Like, before you know that they're looking for something, they've already been looking for it. They let you know once they, you know, I think after the fact. So by the time you're deleting this, ma'am, I think it's a little too late. And especially it's been a very public thing. So people, you know, I don't think I didn't hear that part, but I can understand that girl, it's a little too late and it does look funny, but I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know why she would be deleting it, but I can understand that. Maybe maybe she doesn't like the the, the ops or just right. Exactly. So part of it, um, and I don't like I'm not in a house, but I would assume again, I'm not an attorney, I'm not a lawyer, nor have I passed the bar or went to law school, but I would mm-hmm. assume that either he, DJ Envy, told her to, or a wise advisor or account um mm-hmm. a counsel or an attorney share that information only because if something were to happen right and i think you hit it on the head sabrina like when you start doing certain things then you start to look guilty in a sense right where people like it's perception becomes reality for a lot of people um Mm -hmm. but without those things and likely i might be wrong but because from my understanding he has some form of properties and or they have family and friends it'll be easier to whether it be those clothes or those bags or those cars or those shoes you transition those things to someone else um, like a friend or a family member and just say, hey, hold this down until this blows over. Because if legal action were to be taken, um, that, I guess you could say, devalues 
your assets or your net worth where it's like, well, I only have mm-hmm. my salary from being a DJ, a host on Breakfast Club. But like when they start adding up, oh, like you got all these shoes, you got all these clothes. Yeah, you got to flip all that. You got to like basically sell that back to somebody or you give those same thing. Oh, that bag costs $10,000. That becomes your net worth at this time. And so that helps. That makes it a little more credible when lawsuits are happening mm-hmm. in those moments. So I would assume somebody shared that, but um, I don't know how to tell people how to live their life. But if I were, I would probably just be one that say, hey, just delete the whole Instagram as a whole. Because when you're deleting one or yeah. two items, like you don't need to be on there at all at that point. Like I would say, just shut down your whole page, go private, go dark, mm-hmm. basically shut down the whole mm-hmm. page, delete everything, hide everything, and then transition them to a storage unit under your cousin, baby, daddy, brother, sister, name down the road. <laughs> where nobody sounding be rehearsed. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, definitely. And so, you know, this ain't nothing. This ain't no private stuff, but I'm just thinking of even my, and this ain't because I won't say no names, but I'm thinking about some of my relatives who I know have been in different um, actions of that goes against our, our law books, so to speak. Um, and at the time I didn't know any better. Like, cause I think you said, what you said, Serena, you like, make sure you do all your research or, you know, all the facts, like, you know, right. everything, but like, as a kid who I can mm-hmm. say, um, I won't say no names, but as a kid, and I'm saying kid, cause age wise, I was an adult, but mentally I definitely, I didn't know no better, but you're talking about 18, 19, 20 years old, fresh out of high school. I'm looking, I'm like looking at 1.2, 1.3, 1.7 million dollars at a time that my cousins have gathered from definitely like and so it'll be those moments and then it'll be like hey cuz i need you to put 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 my house in your name and not knowing any better it's like you're just doing your cousin a favor and then you're walking away with like hey here go five thousand dollars just for that little thing hey cuz i'm putting this car wash under your name not knowing any better like i know what they do but so i'm just thinking like oh that's just a cleanup but then it's like hold up like, as I got older, I'm like, oh, I love you, cub, but no, nah, I'm good, especially because I'm not necessarily eat. Like, yeah, you you look out for me here or there. I, I, had a, I can call one of my cousins right now and be like, hey, I need to borrow this. I need to borrow that. And it's probably most times it's like no questions asked, not even like for what or a how or none of that. It's just like, here you go. Like, n- like don't even mention it, so to speak. Um, So in those moments, it's like, oh, yeah, it's perfect. But then as I got older, I'm like, how if something were to go, go down? Like, or mm-hmm. how if something were to be held at one of these locations um that is under mm, my name, name. Mm-hmm. yeah and so then it got to that point where i'm like i love you but i can't do it no especially mm-hmm. as i started to like work in ministry and to dive into spaces and places where i knew god was calling me to as he propelled me to what i believed as um i would say my purpose my purpose in life at the time or in that season where i'm just like i couldn't dibble and dabble in both areas where it's like oh yeah it's mm-hmm. great to have these couple dollars by just doing this simple act of kindness for a relative but I also know what goes behind that simple act or what's happening behind closed doors, even though I'm not physically present in those moments or in those spaces and in those conversations. And then I just hear conversations with them that just like blow my mind, like where it's like, hey, we're flying to, um, I want to, I can't, I'm, this is a random country. This is not the country they went to. Matter of fact, let me just use a place where I know they didn't fly to to go do what they do. Hey, <laughs> we're flying to Puerto Rico, but we're going to get on this truck, drive two, three hours to the other side of the island leave our phones in the vehicle and then climb 20 minutes up a mountain with X amount of money in our hands and not knowing if there is going to be, Hey, I'll be back. And it's like, like I can't live like that. Like, so, you know, it it (laughs) is those like, like it just blows your mind. And then of course they go and come back home from vacation and you know, the world thinking they just went on vacation, but they just had, you know, what some would consider a two, $3 million play that will last them for the next few years. Um, and then blow my mind because it'll be like it'll be play after play after play after play. It's like, how much money do you need? Like, stop! Like, mm-hmm. don't get like don't get too far ahead. It's okay. Like, you're good. Um, but then that money just looks so good that they just keep on grinding and keep on working. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened with Caesar Pena. If we just get back on those, mm-hmm. but I think the money was so good where it was like, oh snap! A lot of people trust me. Um, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if he had like what was his credibility. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he worked in the music industry a long time ago, like as an AR or a promoter or a recruiter, but he was just so cool with everybody. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put myself in his not position. Not one of those. I don't, know, I don't know Snoop Dogg. I don't know 50 Cent. I don't know Rihanna. Like, I, don't, I don't know those people, but it'll be how people from, I would say, I'll just use my neighborhood or even our organization, Sharika, or church, Sabrina, like how people kind of know me where somebody's like, hey, man, EB said if you shoot him a hundred, he'll give you a stack. 
Or he'd be say, if you give him a thousand, he'll give you 50. Where some people would naturally be like, oh, let me try that. And then, you know, where person one through 50 got it. And now when we get to like 60 to 100, it starts to look funny. But like one through mm-hmm. 50 is still promoting it to their friends and be like, it was all EB. Like, that's how I'm on right now. And so now 60 to 100, now 100 to 150, it's just still shooting money because they've already seen the testimonials from these other people who are showing you that, yeah, he really came through. And then it just got funny where I think it, it just got too much at one time. And then from my understanding, we're looking at reading at certain things. Caesar started living a life that was above his means because it's like you're buying mm-hmm. property, but now you're also going on these crazy trips and you're living this lavish lifestyle, but you're not helping these people that you say you're going to help. And then a lot of these people just b- blindly gave. And that's what I would encourage people never to do. Um, never. If you're trying to invest, um, there's a friend of ours who was like a sister to the three of us, Maggie Charles. You can just talk to Charles Financial Solutions. Amen. She'll get you where you need to be. And it might be a long-term. It ain't going to be no quick boom, 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 mm-hmm. but it'll be a long-term game where you, your family, and all of those will be highly, highly set up in a good place. Sometimes, you know, fast money ain't the best money. Take your time. That's, yes, that's the truth. That's what a trip truth. EB just took us on because I'm still on the top of that mountain. Yeah, dang. I thought the TV shows were exaggerating when they do stuff like that. That like when I, I like I would never consider myself sheltered, but I might be because I can't even fathom a life like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It is. Um, is So, Envy, I genuinely hope that you are innocent and that this can just be something that you can put behind you and your beautiful family. And if you're not innocent, I pray that you learn your lesson, that you're able to make, you know, right of all your wrongs and move past. Either way, I hope you're able to move past it, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, speaking of moving past things... We can go right along to good old Keith Lee. Now, I was introduced mm-hmm. to Keith Lee through, you know, Sharika's best friend, Kev on stage. Uh, he was a special mm-hmm. guest in our podcast, and I learned his life story. He was a fighter, a boxer, and then he started to do these re- food reviews on TikTok. And y'all, his reviews are like better than a Michelin star. If he reviews this restaurant, People just trust his reviews. And he was helping these places that were like going out of business, like to become flourishing again. Mm-hmm. Word on the street. He went to Atlanta and Atlanta was not giving what need to be gave. Before I continue, Sharika Eby, what have you heard about this? What do you know about Keith Lee? Yeah, that's pretty much what I heard. And I will say the thing, one thing about Keith Lee's reviews, especially what well, he used to go on the places and buy the food but then when he started getting really popular one of the things he would do is send family members or people to go in for him because he wants to get an honest review of the food and the atmosphere the customer service all the things so that's another reason why people like his reviews because they're not like um they're not backbiting they're not like you know nasty because you know sometimes people get on the internet and they're known just for doing stuff because they're just really negative or nasty but Keith is like literally is very monotone straight to the point like this was good this was good this is what I had like he's not like don't he's not adding extra to it he's literally saying as is and so that's one of the reasons why people like his reviews because he's not like blowing it up beyond you know like making it better than it was he's not making it worse than it was he just gives a very direct and honest review based on his opinion and he will even say this is my opinion or you know try it for yourself those kind of things so he seems very fair in his reviews and I think that's why what has rose him to popularity um in his reviews and I too met him the same way that Sabrina met him when not obviously not in real life but like through that that um interview and so um yeah that's pretty much what I heard and I can't wait to talk about where he went because go ahead eb if you have any yeah so um i met him through just tiktok and i know for some of you like keith lee food critic tiktok all those things like don't really mean much to you so i'll try to break it down for some of my people who maybe not on tiktok or maybe not even know like i guess i won't say the roles or the functions of a of a food critic but he's like the he's like how michael jordan is to basketball or tom brady is to football or how 
Lionel Messi and Pele is to soccer or Babe Ruth and Derek Jeter is to baseball or how Meryl Streep and Viola Davis is to actor or how Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks is to acting or how Serena Williams is to tennis or how Muhammad Ali and Floyd Mayweather is to boxing, how Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold is to wrestling. Um, really? I'm trying to think of who else, like how Anderson Silva is to MMA, how Jesus is to the kingdom of mm -mm. this world. I'm going to stop mm -mm. on that one. I ain't going to stop. Not on my that. Lord. Not my Lord. Mm -mm. I would say he is arguably in this current time frame of 2023 and for this upcoming generation. He is arguably one of the most popular food critics and or restaurant critics um, of this generation. Um, I have a question. I need to stop you real quick. What is the criteria of a critic? Do, is there critic school? Like what? No, there's not a critic school. So the thing you is, the you're expert. a food critic. I'm the I'm a critic. Like we're all critics of places that we go, but, but me, I feel like he's Sabrina a reviewer. Combined, I feel like we don't have, you don't have to be a little like something. There got to be something behind you for you to like. I feel like critic is like should you not? Isn't there some kind of note? Like I don't know what you got to have to be a critic. Anybody could be a critic. Anybody can be a critic. Like all you're doing is critiquing what you have experienced. The problem with some people is when they critique stuff like me, you, or Sabrina, it's going to be like outside of probably our circle or our social media sphere of influence. That's all that's probably going to see that. Somebody like a Keith Lee, um, I think what people forget is, if I'm not mistaken, like he's not just a everyday Joe, right? Like he's a former, um, I forgot what sport, I want to say wrestler or MMA, but like like he like he was known still, before. I think he's still boxes or Oh, okay, fights, so whatever. he did some that. Kind of fighting. He mm -hmm. did some form of fighting before going viral on mm -hmm. TikTok for these reviews. And I think after you go viral a few times for whatever you go viral for, like you create a mass following, and some people take your word for it. Like it's crazy because some people say, "Well, I'm not going to go to X restaurant because of what Keith Lee said." When knowing deep down inside, if they were to go, their taste buds might be slightly different. Mm -hmm. like in like none of us share the same taste buds like we might both mm -hmm. enjoy the same thing or we might dislike the same thing but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have um the same taste buds so he's just again he's a food critic some would maybe dub him as a food reviewer or restaurant um gatherer of information but he's just very <laughs> popular at what he does and he sometimes mm -hmm. creates um, havoc for a lot of places. And sometimes that havoc <laughs> is good havoc where it is a multitude of people flocking to one place because he said mm -hmm. this place is on point. Or there'll be a multitude of people saying we will never enjoy your establishment because what of what this one person said. Or some will go as far as distorting, um, never attending a place, never going to a place, but distorting a place reputation by the Google reviews that they'll leave because of what he has shared which is also devastating and for those of you if you're a believer mm -hmm. um, if you've ever done that you've reviewed something that you haven't experienced just remember that you're lying and there's nothing good about that right. just remember that you're lying okay so sharika mm -hmm. he goes to cities he's unassuming and people like that he doesn't go mm -hmm. in as himself because anybody can put on a put on he sends somebody else so mm -hmm. You hear he's coming to your city. You think as a restaurant, first of all, you think as a restaurant owner, you just want to treat all of your customers equally anyway. That it shouldn't part. matter that if part. they are Beyonce or Sabrina or the little girl from down the street. Like if you want to be a chef, my assumption is that you have this talent, this skill, and that's the thing that brings you passion. And you want to do that to the best of your ability. As Christians, everything is unto the Lord. So that's the one. Mm -hmm. But we know that people aren't always like mm -hmm. that. Now, Atlanta, you're known as Black mm -hmm. Hollywood. Come on, my mm -hmm. people, get it together. But also, I know my people. So Keith mm -hmm. Lee doesn't make a big whoop about it, but he's in Atlanta. And in my heart, I'm like, Atlanta, please act right. But evidently, Girl. he acted left. <laughs> Sharika, tell the kickbackers what you know. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what they basically he went to. I heard from two reviews that he went to. Um, uh, he might have went to more, but I've only heard from about two of them. And basically, he goes, he sends his people in there. One place is like, oh, um, it's a two hour wait, and that two no, like an hour and a half wait, and all this stuff, and it's really packed in there. Then he, when he goes in there, 
afterwards because like after they come back and tell him like this was our experience he went in there and they're like oh we can seat you in five minutes and blah 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 blah. he said the people were very nice to him oh yeah they tried to do a to-go order and they were like no we don't do to-go orders on the weekends and so they were like well how long is it to be seated it was an hour and a half so they basically were like okay we're, we're gonna go they go tell him he comes in like, oh, we could seat you in five minutes. And he was like, well, how come you could see me in five minutes? Well, my people was in here. You was like, it was an hour and a half. So he was like, you know what? Thank you, but no thank you. God bless y'all. I'm out. He left. Because he he's like, I don't like that. People will treat my family members different. But then when I come in, all of a sudden, you know, people are rolling out the red carpet. And like Sabrina says, everybody should be treated correctly when you go into an establishment. The other place he went to... I think it was the real milk and honey. They he went in there. Um, well, first he tried to do a to go like a like they he called or like found out the times that they were available or open. They were like you can only order from Uber Eats or this. It was like so many restrictions. And then he tried to do an order, it didn't work out. He it was like he all this these roadblocks and it was like they made it pretty much inaccessible to eat there. And he was just like. You know, basically, like, I can't do a review here because, and he listed all the things that happened as to why he was like, we called, this didn't, we didn't get anybody, or they said only Uber Eats, and then now, now that didn't work out. So he went through the whole list and basically, like, we didn't get to try any of the food. So those people were like, basically, uh, they did like a little skit or whatever, a little video, and one person was like, hey, did you see Keith Lee review? And then the guy was like, who was Keith Lee? Like, basically trying to shade him, like, you're a nobody, it don't matter, blah, 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 blah. But one thing I did, um, Keith Lee did say is, like, basically, these are my experiences. You need to go and have, like, you were saying, go have your own experience. Don't judge what, don't go there. And then he even said, like, don't, don't go to these people's places or write reviews. Don't do all these things to, to damage these people's business. I'm just giving you my review. If you want a different, if you want a, your uh, experience, go find out for yourself for your own experience. So that's kind of what happened when he went to the reviews, and that all and that caused a huge Twitter storm on on the service and food of Atlanta. Honestly, it sounds like the service of um, the hair salons I've been to. I'm talking about my people. Y'all know how y'all are. You make an appointment. You come in seven hours one time. I waited for a sew-in. I'm not mm. kidding. A sew-in where they just braid your hair back in like seven to eight corn rolls, whatever, and then put a wig on the exterior of your head. Literally washed me, sat me down for like an hour, conditioned me, sat me down, braided me. It's crazy what y'all be doing. And I feel like that's what's happening in the restaurants because I too saw his reviews after it became a Twitter storm. And he's so funny because he's so like deadpan. He's like, as you can see, mm -hmm. I went to this restaurant. I have no bags in my hand. That's how he started. But yeah. this didn't happen to him once or twice. I think it happened to him more than twice yeah. in Atlanta yeah. where he's calling in ahead and they're like, you can't call in. Here, you have your rules. You come. Oh, it's a long wait. It's a long wait for regulars, but not for you. He went to one restaurant and this has happened to me before. The internet says y'all are open. Your doors have mm -hmm. hours that are open. But when I come in, y'all are like, oh, never mind. Or, oh, we're closed. And that happened to me when I went to North Carolina, my favorite Mexican restaurant. When I was in college, I was savoring my time. My mouth was watering. I'm rushing mm. from the Raleigh Durham airport to Greenville because I'm like, this place closes at 10. I'm going to get in Greenville around 940. I'm going to call in my order at 920. The Enchilada Suiza. Why did I call? And y'all, like, literally, I'm not going to lie. I'm embarrassed to say, but I cried. I legit cried because when I called, they were like, oh, we shut down the kitchen at 9. But you're open till t Okay. I was just mm -hmm. like, okay. I was so sad. Like, why are y'all doing this? And I'm glad that somebody mm -hmm. is exposing them. And the second part of that is this fact of like, only the celebrities get the good service. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like, so when he shows his face, suddenly y'all have seats. Suddenly y'all have food. Suddenly y'all are open for these last 35 minutes that your restaurant is supposed to already be open. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. he's done anything wrong. And I've seen a lot of native people from Atlanta say thank you to Keith. They're like, thank you for exposing yeah. them because these are our experiences. And y'all, none of them are really great. 
And listen, I love an Atlanta vibe. Never could live there, but I love to visit. But it's like, come on, Atlanta, get it together. EB, what did you hear about this situation? Yeah, it was basically the same stuff. So even like, you know, what people don't understand, um, I want to say, I don't know the exact number, but I know, like, for example, and I want to say, for example, pretty sure he has like over 14 or 15 million followers and he probably has more now. I don't have TikTok, so I can't like quickly access that. So you can put in Keith Lee, those of you who have TikTok, go see how many followers he has. But that's more followers than all, but like as far as comparison from his followers to like one state versus one state, each state at a time, that's more than all but three states. And that's like your big three or four, maybe four states, like Cali, New York, Texas, and Florida, right? So like talking about influence, you're talking about somebody who has more followers on his TikTok than all the people who reside in the state of Georgia or all the people who reside in either of the Carolinas or either of the Virginias or either of the Dakotas or 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 indiana or michigan like so he already has that influence on the masses Mm -hmm. of people on top of that from my understanding um he goes to people in those areas and say hey i'm here visiting where should i go and now some people don't know him because he's just finding locals and telling them like i just want to go to a local spot now people now people i can say now not from this just this incident but sometimes people might see him be like oh you're the guy from tiktok or you're the guy from twitter or you're the guy from instagram because he's just his face is just out and about now but like before it's just finding locals to uplift small businesses and mm-hmm. there are people small business owners who have said if it wasn't for his review their restaurant would be dead mm-hmm. like where like they have basically come back a life for what he has done for them so mm-hmm. when sabrina or when sharika when both of them talk about the sense of consistency um as far as for restaurants like that's all it's really about. Like when you treat people well and you're consistent in that treatment, it's a great chance. It's not like I know there's probably some great mom and pop restaurants that aren't thriving or not making, it, but there's a great chance that you'll bounce back from any s- downward spiral that you're going on. But when you have these moments when you're showing your, I guess you, your bias or your inconsistency or your leverage towards certain people and not to all people in these type of instances then that's when it becomes very, very challenging for people to continue to trust your establishment or want to be a patron of your establishment. Um, but again, and I know Sharika mentioned it, but I'll just read, read um, I'll, I guess I'll regurgitate the same thing. But like his intent wasn't to disrespect or devalue or degrade any of these restaurants. It was to share his experience. And he continues to tell people to go have your own experience. Now, if you want to mm-hmm. trust minds, that's your business. But I also want you to have your own experience because your your experience might be different from mine's. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. And for those of you who love going out to eat, um, I think this is just a nice little plug to say when you do travel, um, get away from the chain restaurants. Talk to some locals when you're landing at an airport or however you travel or you're stopping at a local gas station if you're on a road trip. Ask the locals what some must-to-eat places, and you just go be a patron at a local um, restaurant in that area. And then you give your own review or your own critique, and maybe you can be on day two. I want to say I believe him 100%. I've lived in Atlanta for four years of my life. Those people at those eateries or at restaurants, they act like they mad that you came to buy their food or have a service like to, they are me they be me they be acting having an attitude they be like why it, it feel you feel like you did something wrong when you came there to patronize their place and their establishment i've been to several different restaurants oh and it's oh the fast food is the worst they them people hate their jobs the fast food people at, in atlanta especially hate their jobs you just be like you feel like, I'm sorry, I can't hear. I'm sorry, I ordered. I'm sorry, I want my food. I'm sorry, I want it to be good food. Like, you you feel like you got to apologize because then people be so mean sometimes. So I believe him. And I, people, they, listen, it's hard out here for a pimp. And it's hard out here for workers. I understand it. Customers don't be the best. But sometimes you guys got to bring the attitude that you, you got to bring the attitude to the place. Y'all got to be nicer. Y'all got to have a little enjoyment in your job. And if you hate it that much, go somewhere else where you can find a little bit of peace. Listen, 
sometimes on my job, I get I get up, these people get on my nerves. I can't stand them. Sometimes it'd be like that. But guess what? My customer service to the people that I give my that I work with, I give them decency. I give them respect, professionalism. Because guess what? My bad day is not their problem. That's my problem. Mm -hmm. So I need to give the service that they deserve. I'm not going to be rude or mean or have an attitude with these people. Or even if they're the ones that's getting on my nerves, guess what? We all be giving, getting on other people's nerves. Sometimes we have a hard day. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we forget things. Give people just, you know, a little grace and a little kindness. Don't be mad at them because you do you not want business? I just don't understand it. Do you not want people to come and patronize your business? Maybe you don't because you're not, it's not your business. You just there to get a check. <laughs> well, please don't give your bad day to me. I just want to eat my food in peace and not be harassed by the worker. So you know what? Thank you, Keith Lee, for exposing them. And Sabrina, you're right too. And somebody said that Keith Lee's wife need to go do the hair salons because the, you're right. Yes. Then the hair salons God. be trash too. The worst. They, and, the worst. And you'd be like, and maybe you be got paying a lot of money to get your hair done. You gotta wait. They don't want you to come in at this time. They want you to come with your hair washed. They want you to come with the hair. They want you to do all the things, and then. And then the service be lacking still. They want you so, to pay a fee for being late and then mm -hmm. they'll be two hours late or cancel on you. Exactly. They want you to, mm -hmm. I literally made an appointment because I'm thinking of getting locks as some of you know, and I had to pay $25 to like hold my appointment for the lock consultation. Why did I get a text that they just changed my appointment time? Like I saw the options. I chose the one that was worked for me mm -hmm. according to your app. It worked for you too. Mm. And then they text, I text them like, uh, this time does not work for me. And they're like, well, the person needed this other time because of some reason. And I'm like, okay, but like, I've already paid my money now, but now if I cancel, I don't get my money back. Like what? Oh, yes. Uh, we need, we need somebody to expose them. I'm very thankful for Keith Lee. And this is the power of Keith Lee to me. I have a friend who lives in, well, sorority sister. She lives in Georgia. She's getting married in April. And we're trying to throw like a secret little bachelorette for her. She lives in nowhere, Georgia. So I'm like, let's rent a van. We'll kidnap her, drive to Atlanta, oh, have a great weekend. Wouldn't that be fun though, Shrika, if you were just home? If Alan was like, hey, we have to do this thing this weekend. And you thought y'all had to do that thing. And then like a whole bunch of us showed that up. Would the van. Exactly. That would be, that would so, be a great time. So that's what I'm trying to plan. But also now, because of Keith Lee, I'm like, do we want to do it in Atlanta? Because we can drive to Macon. We can drive to Savannah. Oh, how, like, I was going to say how far Savannah. Exactly. I'm like, what I don't, because Sharika knows, uh, my husband knows, I really, one of my favorite things about a place is food. Like, that's a highlight of the vacation. And I'm not trying to go to Atlanta for this short little weekend. And then y'all be acting like that. So Keith Lee, thanks for putting me on because this might change the whole bachelorette weekend. <laughs> well, that was uh, the first part of our episode, I guess, was the tricks. Now we can get to the treats. And that Yay. is our October 31st, um, Halloween, fall festival, <laughs> whatever <laughs> you've grown up calling it in your house I know in my family we always celebrated we either went and got candy or Doug and I have given out candy I'm curious to hear a shrieking EB's Halloween experience this year did you go to a trunk or tree a fall festival let me know I actually had a good one I had to host the Halloween party at work that was a lot of running around and all the things and then Halloween night, you know, I'd be out in the front of my house because these people do not come to your door, even with your light on or decorations. You, They'd be like, if you're not meeting me on the sidewalk, then it's over. So I brought my little chair out. My neighbor next door, who I've seen just a couple of times, and basically he was like, oh, we're, we're having a little party. Where's your, you know, basically, told, where's your husband? So I saw them. Alan to come out because I asked Alan, hey, you want to come out? He's like, I'm not coming out there. Well, oh, when the people have a party, he's going to come out there. And we all we were <laughs> out there till after 11 o'clock at night, chilling with these people. It was fun. It was nice. And I was happy to meet some of, he had some other family members, like cousins that lived in the neighborhood. 
we're getting to know them. Yeah, other people come in from other neighborhoods, and it was a good little time. And it was fun to get to know them, but y'all, I was tired. I was beat from the morning, but it was nice to, oh, and I did give out candy to the kids. I guess that was the most important part, but but for me, the most important part was meeting my neighbors and having fun with them. And I did hand out candies to the kitties, and they were cute. I love that you got to connect with your neighbors. I think that's one of my favorite parts about it, too, just seeing, mm-hmm. like, the neighborhood kids and the different personalities of the neighborhood. Like, one of our neighbors decorated their whole garage, and that was awesome. Uh, Doug got his little toy that he's been wanting for two years, a ring doorbell. Ooh. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I like it, too, now, because, like, it would tell us when the trick-or-treaters were coming and we were able to go back at the end of the night. And not in a creepy way, but in a fun way to be like, oh, remember that kid and this dinosaur? <laughs> or these parents were dressed as prisoners and their kids were dressed as, like, the cops. Like, they were on house arrest. It was so cute. So we enjoyed it, gave out a lot of candy, and I look forward to next year. Uh, EB. Yeah, definitely. So having the newborn, we was debating if we were going to like dress them up and do all those things. Um, because I was back at work um, on Monday and Tuesday of this week, then off the rest of the week, I didn't have a chance to fulfill those um, duties. But we did have a boatload of candy that we gave to our neighbors across the street. Shout out to Chris and Megan. Um, I'm, they, I'm pretty sure they don't know nothing about the podcast. So <laughs> they just got a random shout out. Um, uh, but solid neighbors who have two kids. He's a state trooper. She's a school, a middle school uh, a middle school teacher, but they kind of been in the neighborhood. Well, I think they moved in a couple weeks before us, but just saw them already like set up with decorations in their garage and their driveway and all that. So, and they had it where like they, they had a kind of like a six foot table, like on the sidewalk on their driveway or whatnot. So a lot of people stopped by. So I was like, Hey, here's a whole bunch of candy for you guys. Well, Judah took it over, but so that's all we did. But our plan is to hopefully do something next year if we're not on um, an anniversary trip. So that's all that also depends on it for us. Oh, I love it. It's a good time meeting the neighbors. And it makes me think of the scriptures that are, talk about like treating your neighbors well. And just a time, I guess, in society when people would really like, like really know their neighbors and run around outside. And sometimes like during the holidays, I feel like I wish that was a thing. But then every other time of the year, I'm such a hermit. And I'm like, please don't come to my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll see. I guess this season is my extroverted season, like the three months, and then I go back into my shell. But I'm glad y'all had a good time. Um, Our scripture funny today is from Luke uh, chapter 14. I thought about this because of what Keith Lee was experiencing and about how people were just treating him so much better and trying to provide such better services once they found out it was him. I'm going to start in verse 10 of Luke chapter 14. When you're invited to dinner, go and sit at the last place. Then when the host comes, he may very well say, friend, come up to the front. That will give the dinner guests something to talk about. What I'm saying is if you walk around all high and mighty, you're going to end up flat on your face. But if you're content to simply be yourself, you will become more than yourself. I just thought that was funny. Just that idea of like, hey, you might go up. uh, The scripture goes on to talk about you might think you're the best and sit in the seat you think is great. And then the host will have to come with the little shoulder tap, tap, tap. That's actually not for you. And then you're <laughs> terribly embarrassed. Um, but if you just always like come from a place of like really Christ, right? Who was washing the disciples' feet. Um, and Keith Lee, who was like, I'll just sit in the car and eat the food. Like if you come from that sort of a place, then uh, it just invites others around you to know that you see their worth as a person in Christ and not for what they do, who they are, their name or anything like that. Cause that stuff really doesn't matter. All of us have value because of um, what Jesus did for us on the cross. And um, mm. that is, if nothing else, that is why we should treat our brothers and sisters the same despite their name and who they are. Okay. Business owners. Are you hearing this? If you said you're open, be open. <laughs> Evie, what are you expounding on today? So I actually don't have anything um, to expound upon except for we're in November, um, last two months of the year. If you have made goals for yourself for 2023 and you haven't achieved them, just know you got about seven or eight more weeks to make that happen. Um, Don't beat yourself up. Just try to take your baby steps as best as possible. Be grateful and be thankful for what you do have in front of you. That's all I got, which I recommend it for the people. This is another Keith. It's not a Keith Lee, but he also does restaurant reviews and he's a try guy. 
They're at Try Guys on YouTube, and Keith Eats is what his name is. But his name is Keith Havisburg or something like that. But I like watching his little food reviews, so I was thinking we're going to talk about Keith Lee's reviews. You can go watch Keith Eats on YouTube under the Try Guys. And he does different food reviews. And he just did one at Cheesecake Factory. And it's like three parts. And they're like an hour each because you know that. And he tries like every item, menu item at a restaurant. And y'all know the Cheesecake Factory has a million items on their menu. So he tries part of, he tries everything on the Cheesecake Factory's menu. So go on YouTube, the Try Guys, and look for Keith Eats. Golly, I definitely want to see the Cheesecake Factory one because I love the Cheesecake Factory, but I'm such a creature of habit. I always get the same thing. So I'm like, (laughs) oh, let's see what else is popping. Um, Okay. I recommend that Jay-Z interview. I keep seeing clips from it. Yes, with Gail King. Yeah, with Gail King. Haven't seen the whole thing, but it seems phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, just little clips yeah. like how Blue got her name, and I can see why Sharika really s with Jay Z. Like he seems very chill. So I, that's what I yes. recommend. Check it out. Get to know Jay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I am just because gave y'all those father findings at the top. I am recommending a movie um, from Denzel Washington called Fences. Um, kind of an OD, mm. um, but it's currently on Netflix. And I say OD like six, seven years, maybe, or seven or eight years. I don't know now. But it's on Netflix. Y'all can check it out. Anything else? Pretty good at the cause. That's it for me. Not for me. All right. As always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time.